Hello and welcome to Humans Exhaust Me, a show caused by our current world and everything within its little pretty spherical shape, if you aren't flat earther. I'm Biz Paul, I'm here in the UK, it's very sunny, and I'm joined by what I'm hoping is an equally sunny Felicia Jones. Well, she's always going to be sunny, but is the place sunny from Colorado in America? No, it's not sunny. It was Uh, for like two days and now it is like 50 degrees and raining. Ah, that's so disappointing. It is. But we need the rain. We need the rain because it won't happen anymore. Oh, yeah, that's right. I I remember now that you need need rain. We need rain. We're we're, we're just, you know, we're, we're having like the start of what we hope is summer. The last couple you of hope days. Is summer. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it could end tomorrow, and that would have been a great summer. But uh, we've got a couple of days of really, really warm, nice weather, and it's a holiday weekend here, as it is where you are. Yeah, it's Memorial Day here. What um, holiday are you celebrating? Uh, we are celebrating. Well, officially, it's called Spring Bank Holiday. Okay, what's a bank holiday? Do you, you have to go to the bank and get money or something? Uh, good question. Now, at the risk of not actually knowing what I'm talking about, uh, <laughs> just make it up. Nobody will Google yeah, you. Yeah, okay. No, but you know, someone might, someone might like at us or something. Um, but, I know so, somebody <laughs> will actually listen and respond to us. Say, uh, excuse me. I think you'll find that's factually incorrect. Uh, so a bank holiday is uh, what we call public holidays. And traditionally, the banks would close on that day. So you wouldn't be able to go to a bank on that particular Monday. Okay. That doesn't sound overly exciting, but okay. Not really. It. Well, no. you know. Well, my dad uh, was a bank manager for 35 years. So he quite enjoyed them. <laughs> of course. Yeah. People in the banking industry enjoyed it. I'm pretty sure the people who needed money didn't. <laughs> Yeah, very true, very true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's that's what it is. But it, it falls on the last Monday in May, which I'm led to believe is around Whitson, the Whitson Christian Festival. And that's why yeah. it's where it is. Okay, okay. How about you? What's Memorial Day about? Memorial Day is just um, recognizing, acknowledging the people who served in okay. uh, in the military. Do you not have one of another one of those? Yes, we have Veterans Day. Right. So, okay. I, I mean, to, to I guess be crass about it, Memorial Day is where you will kind of honor the people who died. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Veterans Day are the people who are veterans, but they kind of kind of go back and forth a little bit. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, you do like your military uh, service over there. Y- yeah, I think we do. I think we do. Oh, we like honoring those who were in the military. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I'm not sure what's going on in the rest of the United States, but this is usually a day where people will put out a bunch of flags and they will probably stay out until 4th of July. So we will celebrate, you know, our freedom from from you people. You're always <laughs> celebrating something. You're always <laughs> celebrating something to do with, with people or, or us. Our holidays are not to celebrate people at all. They're just, yeah. they're just an excuse to not go to work. I mean, people use those as excuses too, but <laughs> you, you got to have a reason. You got to have a reason to have an excuse not to go to work. So yeah, we, we're kind of in uh, May, July. We won't have any more holidays until uh, November. Oh, really? No, no, no. Labor Day. Labor Day will be September. Sorry. Labor Day. That's where we celebrate working. 
Okay, so hang on. So you have 4th of July, that's a holiday, yes. surely. Yes. And then you have one in October, Labor Day. Sep- September. Isn't, September. Um, okay. Yeah, La- Labor Day. It's quite evenly spread out. We don't get one now until the end of August. Yeah. There's a controversial one, um, Columbus Day in October. Okay. Depends on how people see that. Some people celebrate mm. it. Uh, or just don't go to work. And then, of course, November comes Veterans Day, Election Day, and Thanksgiving. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Do you have elections every year? Yeah. Okay. And that's always a public holiday? Uh, it's yeah, Sometimes. Uh, is Election Day? I actually don't think Election Day is a holiday. It depends on the state. Some uh, states have... It depends. I don't think it's course. a federal holiday. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a federal holiday. And sometimes it can go down to the city or county level too. If there's one thing I've learned from this show, it's it depends. It depends on the state. Yeah. It depends on the state. And yeah, uh, yeah that's how we roll here. Mm-hmm. We're like mm-hmm. little mini countries inside of one big country. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. So what else is going on? I know. Um, since it's a holiday, have you been on Twitter? Are you noticing anything? What's what's trending over there? Not really, because I've got I've got to tell you, I've got to tell you that uh, as I mentioned last week, I saw people this weekend. So I living had people living, breathing, but not heavily people. <laughs> okay, that's good. Uh, yeah, like, through a window, or you like saw them in person, in, like in my. Them? In my back garden, in my house. Oh, you had a party. I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't call it a party. I think that's it is a party. That's confusing people as to what it actually is. But we had, you know, we had a nice, nice dinner uh, outside in the nice warm weather. How many people? Um, uh, four. Not lots. So you had a dinner party. Yeah, let's call it a dinner party. That's a bit more sophisticated, isn't it? I, I'm I'm looking at the definition of party. It's a social gathering of invited guests, typically involving eating, drinking, and entertainment. So you oh. have a party. Oh, excellent. Well, there was all yeah. those things involved for sure. And then we went to the pub afterwards, which oh. I haven't been to for so long. And it did, was glorious. It was. Um, did, is it like you remembered? Uh, it's changed a little bit. It's changed a little bit. I mean, there's, you know, table service now which is just fantastic i love it <laughs> i hate going to the bar i just think it's pointless so it was not pointless because you get a drink but it's just a rigmarole that i could do without so yes i like table service we um what what did change though was it closed very early like we literally oh. made it for one drink before they closed well that's okay i mean you oh, saved yeah. some money you saved some yeah. money and you got exposed it was out in the we sat out in the beer garden so you know and then i then i took a covid test when i got in (laughs) (laughs) joe's off outside too (laughs) just in case (laughs) good for you i did not have any parties this weekend i went and bought stuff yeah oh what did you buy did you buy something preparation for release (laughs) yes no actually to stay in more We bought patio furniture, a new sofa, and and rugs. Yeah. Oh. And a vacuum. Rugs, outdoor rugs. Yeah, we had outdoor <gasps> rugs and yes. indoor rugs. I want an outdoor rug. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So we are, we are setting it up. So maybe in the future 
we will invite people over to have a party. <laughs> maybe. 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 Yeah, I got to got to do some background checks first. Yeah, what's going to be your criteria for accepting people into your uh biome? Do I like you enough to want you in my home? Okay. Yeah. Uh, does liking someone guarantee that their levels of hygiene will meet your standard or is level of hygiene not consideration? Well, hygiene is always considered. Okay. <laughs> so they've got, so they've got to be, they've got to be clean. They, they to, have to be clean. Yeah. They have to be extremely more than tolerable. Meaning yeah. I have to like well, you, you have and to want like you them. in my house. Yeah. So yeah. they can be clean, but you won't like, if you don't like them, they're not coming in. So you know you have to like them they have to be clean is there any other criteria no that's about it you know okay good conversationalists you know well see now now yeah. now we're getting further qualification yeah. not do a they, dick do they have yeah. to <laughs> do they have to fill out a form they don't have to fill out a form i can okay. i can um, do some investigation on my own to do a background check so I'm yeah. Good. yeah yeah okay yeah. Mm. Yeah. okay yeah. well that's, that's it's, it's good it's good to know it's like your own little esther Esther. Oh, oh yeah, okay. like the the travel documents that us non-Americans have to fill out when we go to America. Okay, I you know. don't even know about those. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's quite it's quite a thing. Um, so you know, you have to like fill out one of those before going into to your home. Really, we don't have to fill out anything to come to your country. Uh, no, not yet. Well, apparently, no. Yo, apparently, you do at the moment, but uh, you know, before I could just get on a plane and just show up. Yeah, which I've done before. <laughs> apparently, apparently, we're gonna have our own version of the Esther. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. More paperwork. Yeah. Why can't yeah. we just say people go check my Facebook page? You, you already <laughs> know where I am. Yeah, exactly. Just I don't tell you everything about me. Come on. <laughs> oh gosh. So yeah, I will say not much else is going on here. We have Memorial Day. Um, the typical angry people on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. Gotta love them. But we are also. <laughs> talking about the Tulsa massacre. I know a lot of our listeners don't know about that, but they call it um, Black Wall Street. So some people decided back a long time ago to go and annihilate a whole neighborhood based on their color of their skin. So um, it is, and I think a lot of people didn't figure out this ever happened in US history until they watched The Watchmen, um, that TV series, The Watchmen. So now it's like this big trending thing of when did you discover this part of American history? And a lot of people are now finding out that they don't know everything that has ever happened in the United States. And they're quite shocked about it. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so <laughs> like, do, <laughs> do they not teach this at school? This, oh, this, God, um, no. this history incident? No. Oh, no, no. Why is that? Um, uh, it's is to deal with race and you know uh what i've always heard is like he who wins gets to tell the history right Um, and unfortunately it's um is about 200 plus black people who were killed in this neighborhood uh, because somebody got mad at them um so yeah we don't really teach that type of history race race history here and what has happened in quite a few states is that they have banned teaching this level of history or this kind of history, because in their own words, they don't want white people to feel bad. Whoa. Yeah, so that's why we don't teach this. Because that's how it should work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why we are not teaching this type of thing. And there's been quite a bit of legislation banning 
any type of they're calling it critical race theory yeah. uh, but they're banning any type of history that involves things i guess can make people feel bad about the things that have happened here in the united states but that's that's whitewashing yeah it's worked this long <laughs> <laughs> why are we changing things yeah but, it's strange <laughs> it's strange isn't it how how you can change change no, it's history not. it's not well, that strange <laughs> no okay it's not but you know just the the, the I, I do find it quite fascinating that there's a there's a version of history that you're taught at school that you accept mm -hmm. as as truth because a person in authority is is telling you that it happened and all of your reference points i don't know bbc tv series or something like that or whatever <laughs> also validates that and it's on the curriculum and things like that and you think well that's that that's history and then you find these other things out how did you first come to know about Tulsa well it was I I will say it's probably within my college years now I went to an HBCU which is a historically black college and university and if you have questions about that I'll tell you what that is but um it was it was required um, African American history and the history of Africa and the and the diaspora is required for us to graduate from right. from that school. So um, I've heard about it during that time um, when I was taking those classes, and then I toyed with wanting to change my major. My dad said no, mm -hmm. uh, and then also you just hear about these little blips of things growing up. So I didn't grow up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So I can't say I knew ex about that one, but I knew about another uh, massacre that happened in Florida. So yeah. these things are, are not uncommon back in the day. So, um, but yeah, so I would say I was in my twenties when I heard about this, wow. but most people just heard about this. And it's fascinating is people in Tulsa, Oklahoma who are history, majors or educators and they just found out about it because they watched the watchman um last year i find that i find it so bizarre that in this era of information at our fingertips that it takes something like that to to bring something like this out was it really sort of buried really as if not to talk about it well i think it depends on who you were i mm -hmm. think amongst the black community it wasn't buried but in the greater media and all that stuff it was very much buried so mm. um if, of course if you had family i mean most of some of those people are still alive now um who survived some of those kids and things they're still living right, um yeah. yeah so they they knew it happened wow <laughs> um and you know so all the things after that but you know that's kind of how history works i think yeah 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 well yeah. i know there's uh, a movement here to teach more black british history and yeah. the, that's that's you know it's just not taught it's quite interesting really just looking at the curriculum and what is taught and what isn't taught and i would say since george floyd's murder last year there have been more uh calls for us to look at that curriculum here and to really sort that out and 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 i know from my experience of working with my kids school you know i've asked the question what are you, what are you doing what's what is the for example what are the um the library books can they tell me what they think to the diversity of the characters in those books mm. and to be fair to the primary school 
they have actively gone and sourced books with a variety of characters, different family setups. That's you know, good. And, and have have really responded to that. Well, didn't get a response from the high school, but uh, you know, but but it is being talked about, which I think is a good thing. It's it's always good to kind of represent who actually lives in your country. Mm. Uh, now I I will say I don't. Well, a lot of like I said, a lot of legislation is kind of striking that type of education down here. But where I grew up, m- most of my teachers were black, so we always got extra um, education. So a lot of the things I've learned isn't very new to me, but I also know it's very unique to where I grew up um, in Birmingham, Alabama, like around all these people that were part of the civil rights movement and stuff like that. So um, very unique place to grow up and learn um, things and people who are still surviving that. But I know like, you know, if somebody grew up in the middle of Wyoming, they may not get this type of education. So Mm. yeah. It is what it is. And then going to an HBCU does kind of change your viewpoint on a lot of things. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, and the HBCU, same thing. It's another historical thing. It was set up so that um, Black people could, it, it's illegal and it's still in some states. It was illegal to teach Black people how to read and write. So these were like special schools that were set up uh, so you can go to college or university. I mean, I know I shouldn't be surprised, uh, <laughs> <No you> shouldn't. <laughs> but, but still, but still, yeah. you know, the impacts of you saying that is quite yeah. profound really. Yeah. So that's the school I went to. And like, so my parents, when they went off to college, they, 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 they could not go to these other big schools here in the United States mm. um, or they weren't accepted and things like that. So, yeah. So I'm a product of that. Yeah. Yeah. So very different viewpoint when you go to one of these schools on history. <laughs> mm. Well, history is always changing for sure. So history is changing. You know, I wonder what they'll make out of this time. You know, I wonder what they'll say. Like how different it will actually be talked about to to the the lived experience, which I suppose is different for everybody. So maybe there won't be one single narrative. Well, it, I don't know. I mean, considering that social media has never been a part of past history, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how all of this is documented and to see how social media played a part in all of this and people learning and being educated. So um, I'm, I'm quite fascinated about how this will all play out. And um, and I know we're going to talk about something else on the show, but this was a fascinating story. One, I'm in a travel group and it was, it's mainly young black people who travel. And this woman was saying her son is feeling as if like black people here in the United States don't have a culture because, you know, they've traveled to, you know, Asian countries, uh, to the Pacific countries. And, you know, those countries have very deep cultural histories and, um, they were they weren't feeling really good about this and so it was like kind of a rah-rah moment in this group saying you know that this united states is a baby (laughs) compared to all these other countries out there and i think a lot of us we forget that like we are still kind of trying to figure out where we want to be where i mean even the england y'all have been around for like a long long time uh so it's kind of hard to compare these places that have these deep civilizations from way back in the day to somebody. I mean, we're barely 300 years old in this country. So we're kind of like a baby and making a lot of noise. 
I'm sure the indigenous folk wouldn't say so. No, I wouldn't say, I would say the United States. I would mainly say the history of the United States um, because this nation that it is here now is very young. Now, of course, the people who lived here, that is very much uh, some civilizations that most of us don't even know about here in, in the United States. So, <sighs> mm. I know it's it's kind of deep when you look at it. I know it is. <laughs> it's a bit too deep for us. Uh, yeah, I, I do love history, though. I do love history Me and, and looking it. at things. So, yeah, it is interesting to see when when history history changes or is rewritten or is corrected, I think is a better word. Corrected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And important when history is corrected. Because, you know, we should... I mean, it's, it's corrected and being created at the same time, I guess. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, what we're living through now is being being created. I suppose what I meant was, yeah. you know, things that are in the past that we find yeah. out about, you know, the, the, the truth, what actually happened. Um, yeah. I know, it's deep, man. Deep, yeah. yeah. Feels like we need to like smoke something. Well, I don't smoke. Though. You see what we did. What we're having, you see, Felicia, is we're having an intellectual conversation. That's what that's what we're having, and I like people who can have an intellectual conversation. I know because we discovered that you are an intelligence snob. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, intelligence snob. So why don't you kind of explain that to us? Well, I don't know. You called it me. <laughs> Um, it's probably safe to say that you have a discerning, you know, viewpoint on people that you have conversations with and that you hang around, right? Uh, yeah. I, suppose, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, look, I don't wish to look down on people because I'm not really about that at all. But... But I think, anytime you put a but in a yeah. sentence like that, yeah, I've completely invalidated. Yeah, because <laughs> the, word, the word but invalidates everything you've said before. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think what I have come to appreciate over the last year or so, just for example, is that my threshold uh, for who I feel able or, or willing to speak to has become a bit higher and <laughs> some of that is to do with just the stupidity of some of the conversations that are taking place or the topics that are taking place around you know the virus or people going oh, all lives matter and you know all this kind of stuff <laughs> and it's just like oh really so I think I've decided that I just don't need to engage in those conversations because I do honestly feel as though they're entitled to their opinion, mm -hmm. but their opinion's stupid. <laughs> but you were like this pre-pandemic, right? Well, I wouldn't say to the same extent. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you just you know double down a little bit more during yeah. the pandemic, right? Yeah. So you were like at level eight. Now you're like level twelve. <laughs> Hang on. <stuff. laughs> Hang on. I wouldn't say level level eight. I can I mean, hold it. That's okay. It's okay if you weren't hanging out with the the your people. What would you say you are on this scale? I don't know. I run a business, so my level is probably low. No. Well, I run a business. <laughs> um, you know what? I don't know. I don't think I'm a, a big-time intelligence snob. I mean, I can't – conversations that are just stupid, well, I wouldn't get into them in the first place because I can see those coming a mile ahead. But I'm always fascinated to see how some people think, like, 
I, I would just let them talk because either you're just entertaining or you're really not making sense. And I'm just kind of curious how your brain works. So I wouldn't say that I'm a big time intelligence snob. I feel like maybe I need to qualify this a little bit more because... That's okay. You can be an intelligence snob. Well, no, but I don't want to be a snob at all. Why not? <laughs> I'm a snob. Well, because I like people. I like people. and, and I don't wouldn't... like all the people. No, I know. But I wouldn't look down on somebody if they couldn't articulate something to, to me. You know, I think it's more that people who try and put an argument forward about okay here's the thing so i don't mind somebody having a counter opinion to me they can have a counter opinion to me i can i can have a debate i can have an argument with somebody it can be um exhilarating to have an argument with somebody on a, on a on a level where their reason they're putting their reasoning forward i would put mine I've had loads of nights out where, uh, you know, I've seen friends with with different opinions, and we've we've talked about things, and it and it's been fantastic. And I love that process of of the counter argument and the debate and things like that. That's what I appreciate. I think that's what I'm snobbish about. I like that kind of thing when it's all a bit, and I don't know what that noise was, but sort of <laughs> base level. React, I don't know, reactionary, emotional. That's um, well, I'm not keen on. I mean, it's okay. I, I have found that I, I honestly think it's okay if your level of communication, I think that's probably the best way to say it. If you are on a certain vibe with other people that kind of think the same way as you, not necessarily completely think as you, but can communicate at the same level as you, even if you disagree with them. Um, and so that's why I kind of always say, you know, like even my husband, I call it, he's an intelligent snob, but he doesn't agree with all the people around him, but they do communicate pretty much at the same level as him is when you get out of his little world and talk to other people. He's, he does have a, he struggles, um, because he tends to think more in a very logical way and he does have a hard time with people who don't think in a very logical way. And if you believe in personality tests, because uh, we've done that, and maybe yeah. we need to do one of those again. But I was, you know, you, it's like if you do those personality tests where you have the four, where somebody's a big thinker, somebody is very structured, they like step one, two, and three. Um, and then you have the, well, who did it before? I was told that I'm a squiggly and that I can kind of maneuver through all those different people and have conversations very well with them. Whereas I can also see some people can't. Uh, so I'm always just fascinated uh, with the level of communication people have uh, and just trying to understand how they think about things. At some point, I will get probably perturbed by them and, and, <laughs> and be done. But it, it is it is fascinating just to see how people communicate and how they express themselves. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I, th I think seeing that is always really fascinating. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think I know when you've reached a point where you don't need to speak anymore because you say interesting <laughs> and well i'm trying to understand i i because i watch these things or i i see people and it's not that i'm trying to really understand what you're saying most of the time i'm trying to understand how you got to yeah. where you're saying what you're saying 
I wish we I, could understand the brain better. I don't always understand how I got somewhere though. Ah, see, that's the that's the most interesting thing is trying to understand how you got there mm. to me. But, you know, because you can put a whole bunch of things, I guess, context clues like, OK, you grew up in a certain place. You have this certain viewpoint of the world, you know, little bits of conversation. It's like, OK, I can understand how you got to that point. Even if I don't agree with it, I can kind of understand mm. how you got there. I've had to do that dealing with the, the last election here, trying to understand what people, <laughs> because, you know, yeah. you have these conversations with people like, I don't understand why people think this way. It was like, well, I kind of, I kind of do understand how they can think this way to some degree. Well, here's, here's where I check my privilege a little bit, because <laughs> uh, I think some of it's to do with, to do with that. So I, I think that there are parts of conversations or conversations I've had, or even thoughts where I've not had to think about it because of my privilege. And mm -hmm. one of the really interesting things around the Brexit thing, situation, is that overnight I discovered that there were a hell of a lot of people who just felt something completely different to me. <laughs> Like and and that that was quite a shock. I mean, the result was a shock anyway to yeah. to everybody. But but I, you know, it suddenly dawned on me that there's a lot of people who have a completely different experience of their life to me because I would be able to, you know, go on a conference to America and I can get on a plane and I can go around Europe mm -hmm. and I can do all these things and I've got a bit of money so I can, you know, I've got the freedom to to do that. And there was a lot of people where. They just felt completely disenfranchised by globalization, I guess. And they didn't want that. And I've... It's a lot of marketing too. <laughs> sure, well, sure, sure. I yeah. mean, there's lots of reasons why that vote uh, happened. But one of the interesting things was I read a book called uh, The Road to Somewhere. And I, I will try and... F I can't remember the author's name. I'll try and put it in the show notes. But The Road to Somewhere is about um, how we got to this point. And I read it to try and understand... Mm -hmm. A bit like you're trying to understand maybe how someone reaches a, a conversation, but I thought I'll read this and try and understand how we got there. And I found it fascinating uh, the way that it was just talking about how a, something like 80% of people in Britain live within 20 miles of where they grew up mm -hmm. and, and that actually most people were not globetrotting around the world or visiting different countries. Um, or even going anywhere outside of their county. So it was really an eye-opener, that. I, I, yes, I, I, I can see how that would definitely open up a lot of people's eyes because a lot of people, it's no different here. Most people don't leave from where they grew up. And I don't know, maybe over the years, because I was one of those that actually left home when I was 18 and I have been in multiple parts of the United States and lived there and had to work with all kinds of different people and I've been able to travel. So I think you do kind of see a different viewpoint of, of so many different people. Um, and, and it is fascinating. So like even some of the things with, I mean, I didn't know that much about Brexit, but with the elections here, I kind of understood how certain people won mm. <laughs> and where they won and what and why they think now I no, don't know if I want to have a conversation with them but I can kind of understand how they got to where they are but it's um 
it, I mean, it's always interesting when you when you can kind of understand uh, how people think. And I, the first time I've ever got introduced to this concept was, and I don't know if I mentioned it here, but Terry McMillan, she wrote a book. It's just, she's a fiction author, and she wrote a book some years ago called A Day Late and a Dollar Short. And it has nothing to do with anything, really. But it was about a family and these kids that grew up, and it was five of them. And one of the things that stood out, they said, just because you all grew up in the same house doesn't mean you have the same view of how of how things happened around you. Uh, so that's kind of how I've kind of looked at the rest of the world. Like, just because we're buddies and friends, I kind of know that at some point you have a very different view. And I really shouldn't assume that we had the same ex experience in life. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's it. I think that's what I need to work on a bit harder, perhaps is, is to, to think about the other person and how they've, how they've got to that, uh, position. I, yeah. I would say I don't sort of, I don't sort of go, Ugh, I don't like what you're saying. Don't talk to me now. It's, it's not a, what they're saying issue. I think it's, it's, I can completely blow your argument away because the way that you've articulated it is so terrible. And but sometimes some people, you just don't want to hear what they have to say. May, well, yeah, there are definitely people <laughs> that I do not want to hear. You just like, just hear hush. About. That's why you tell people like, can you go give me a drink and then just let them go away? Is that your tactic? Have you got, yes. have you got like a particular yeah. phrase to get out of the situation? Um, if I'm in, in, in crowds with people, the easiest way when they kind of start going off on something that's just strange is, I mean, it's a bad move, but you introduce them to someone else walking by. So, okay, so let's play this out. Let's do a bit of role play. <laughs> so, so we're having this conversation and I'm talking to you about how actually, um, hang on, let's think, let's think of the situation, right? So, so we're, we're having a conversation. We've met at, um, where, well, where are we? Are we at a conference? We can be at a conference or at the mixer at a conference. There yes. You go. Yeah. The mixer at a conference. We've just, we've just, we're in the queue for food. Mm -hmm. and we're talking the same way from this and that and um oh um we could be talking about the uh, event organized and, and isn't it great where they've where they've hosted it today because uh, they were hosting the uh nra conference um <laughs> the other week and i stayed uh for, for that and and this is what you know what i wanted to do uh -huh. um i've got q on next week q on live uh, next week so you know so either one or two things could happen. I could ask a question <laughs> and then I could get stuck there. But because you've already introduced a few things, this is one of those I'm going to walk away from. So either I can go to the bathroom, but if I'm slightly curious and you just start talking, if somebody else were to walk by, it was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, hold that thought for a moment. I need to introduce you to the most amazing person ever. So we do the introductions, everybody chits chats, and then I just make a, a dash for it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now I've got to say, this was, I thought we were going to role play it. Oh, okay. You know, Sorry. But you know, it's fine. It. It's fine. <laughs> we don't have a third. We don't have a third. No, but I was going to, ex you know, I was just w waffling on and uh, yeah. So, so, okay. So you would go, Oh, Hey, what if that person doesn't walk past though? You go to the bathroom. And would you interrupt them and say, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm absolutely going to wet yeah. myself in a moment yeah. if I don't go right now. Yep. Yeah. So you yeah. would, you would, if, if necessary, you would, if necessary. yeah, you would just say, Oh, actually, I've actually started to pee already. So excuse me. I've just got to go now. 
Yeah. That, that's the level. Okay. Or I have, or I have a meeting. So I got to be somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. So, so if somebody's doing that to you, that means you, you, you were doing too much in the conversation. Oh my God. I'm going to so watch out for it now. <laughs> See, I like to think I'm quite good at small talk. Well, you um, can. They say one of the one of the things you got to pay attention for is to one look at somebody's body language and look at their feet. If their feet are pointing at you and they're kind of leaning in, like really interested in you, then they want to talk to you. If someone's feet are pointed in a different direction than you, or if their body is starting to shift, not like not facing you, but starting to turn away, they're they're trying to leave. Okay. Yeah. So, what lessons can we draw from this conversation then, in terms of the intelligence snob thing, I mean, it, it is obviously a thing. You've said your husband is. <clears throat> I'm sort of mm -hmm. suggesting that I am. Um, <laughs> you're saying that um, you're not, I think, yeah, aren't I we? Think I am. No, because you're, you're sounding like you're interested in what people have got to say. Yeah, sometimes. But that someone like me should pay more attention to someone like you if we're having a conversation as to what your actions are because <laughs> i can tell whether i want to yeah but the situation <laughs> is going well actually i need yeah. to sort of re 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 reduce my myself um body language it, yeah body language okay we need an excuse to to, to leave mm -hmm. and to, to implement that if if necessary is there is there a way do you think that well, is there a reason to not be an intelligent snob at this point in a world situation where people are saying really silly things? I don't think so. I mean, I th I think whatever, whoever you like being around and how you like having conversations, I, I think you should, you should enjoy it. You know, life is short right now. Uh, life is always short. Uh, so if you like having really deep, intelligent conversations with a certain group of people, I think you should just take enjoyment in it because you don't want to be around people or conversations that just suck the the life out of you is it's, there's no point in doing it so um so if you are an intelligence not I mean don't don't be mean and don't be a dick about it but yeah. you know you could you can be friends with people and you know still be nice still be nice but just I mean it'll be very clear that you only like being around a certain group of people or having certain conversations so okay. have so have your have your standards but don't be a dick about it yeah have your standards but don't be a dick i mean you can still be a nice person yeah okay yeah. well yeah i think i'm a nice person you got to think about that generally speaking <laughs> i'm just waiting for your confirmation oh <laughs> uh, oh okay sorry Yes, you are yeah. very nice. No. <laughs> and I you, always... you are a delight, Paul. You you yeah. actually are. You are a delight. Everybody that um, that met you when we could meet, um, they loved you. Wow, that's so nice. Well, I always love talking to you, and uh, you know, you have you have reached the standard that is required to have that conversation with. I me. can be invited into the house. You can be invited Yay! into the house. Yes, absolutely. You're more than welcome. <laughs> So yeah, all right. Well, I, I feel I feel a bit better about being an intelligence snob. Yes, you you can be an intelligence snob. You've earned I'll it. I'll just I'll keep yeah. my standards. Yeah, keep your standards. <laughs> all right. Lovely to talk to you as always. It was great as always. See ya. Part of the Like Mind Media Network.